first the hair thins out, uh, people lose hair, uh, hair gets, uh, uh, the ends get split, uh, so the that's for the hair, then the face, the, the whole face gets swollen, you get swelling eyelids, you get uh, just swelling all over, and uh, then uh, cold nose, um, uh, the, the lips get thick and dry. aging skin, maybe cold hands and feet, you really need to pay attention because it's a major problem all over the world, particularly in the United States. Dr. Hanani, what got you interested? When did you first decide that you wanted to be a medical doctor? Oh, I mean, my interest in being a physician was when I was a child, about four years old. Uh, I mean, it was weird, but I loved going to the doctors, loved getting shots and immunizations at the time. And uh, I mean, and uh, I just, I just, that grew with me. And uh, I mean, I made it. I went to medical school and uh, I love it. I mean, uh, I'm glad uh, I. I chose this profession, and uh, I don't know if I can do anything else besides what I do. And what drew you into the study of anti-aging bioidentical hormones? Uh, because I know your original uh, background was as a uh, OBGYN, correct? Correct. I mean, OBGYN uh, deals with women's health, and uh, women, I mean, uh, go through, uh, I mean, a spectrum of... Uh, uh, of age and uh, they have different uh, issues, different problems with different age uh, uh, ages. I mean, they go through uh, teenage problems, then pregnancy, prenatal, then perimenopause, menopause, and uh, and there are some uh, uh, things uh, uh, related to all those uh, stages of life and uh, uh, hormones uh, decline, hormones change in every stage. And um, it's just I had patients and I saw them going through all the changes and uh, I knew that to give my patients the uh, the care that they need, I needed to treat them as a whole, not just one symptom or one uh, um, uh, one part of the body at a time. So I just studied more and uh, uh, went to classes and training, and uh, I am very happy that I did that. So what was it that you found in terms of studying hormones and bioidentical was it just estrogen to, uh, and uh, progesterone or did it open up a whole new world of a cascade of hormones and the interrelationship of how each hormone influences the other and how it affects the body in either a positive or a negative way so what was it that you know really led you down that long study of, of hormones well, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, hormones, uh, women uh, during their childbearing ages, I mean, uh, the main hormones are estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. And uh, I mean, uh, then uh, all the uh, glands in the body, the hormonal secreting glands in the body, the endocrines, um, I mean, they're all interrelated. Um, and uh, when you study hormones, you know that uh, 
if you treat one, you have to treat all because uh, one affects the other and you cannot fix one without the other. I mean, the adrenal gland affects all the hormones uh, and any uh, problem with the adrenal could cause problem with thyroid, with estrogen, progesterone, uh, uh, cortisol. I mean, uh, they're all interrelated. And when you mentioned cortisol, thyroid, um, the importance of, of these particular hormones, is it so common that people just live with thyroid deficiency? And what are some of the symptoms of thyroid deficiency? Because I know the World Health Organization states that over 70% of all adults are iodine deficient. I know Dr. David Brownstein uh, has talk, spoken extensively about iodine and its great importance. What role does iodine play in thyroid and thyroid disorders and why is it so important? Um, you know, unfortunately, most people think that uh, uh, feeling tired and uh, gaining weight and all other symptoms that come with hormonal changes, and especially thyroid, they think that this is normal aging process. And really, it shouldn't be because you can optimize your hormones. Yes, our bodies don't produce as much uh, of different hormones after a certain age, but we can uh, uh, optimize them. We can uh, use bioidentical hormones. Iodine is very important. Uh, uh, almost every cell in the body has receptors for iodine, and iodine deficiency can cause thyroid problem, can cause uh, um, um, breast disease can cause even cancers. So it is very important to also check your iodine levels and supplement with iodine and other uh, hormonal uh, uh, deficiencies. So Dr. Hanani, when we are examining people for thyroid deficiencies, aren't there some classic symptoms, uh, the outer third of the eyebrows thinning, it's often yes. referred to as Hertog syndrome. Are there other symptoms such as flat feet, cold hands, and and yeah. uh, I mean, if feet? you start uh, from the head, I mean, uh, first the hair thins out, uh, people lose hair, uh, hair gets, uh, uh, the ends get split, uh, so the that's for the hair. Then the face, the, the whole face gets swollen. You get swelling eyelids. You get uh, just swelling all over. And uh, then uh, cold nose. Um, uh, the, the lips get thick and dry. And then uh, you develop a swelling in the neck, which is goiter, because the thyroid gland swells up. And some people might develop cysts or masses in the thyroid. Uh, skin changes like follicular keratosis in the arms and legs. Well, uh, describe keratosis. Does it look like uh, little bumps it's type thing? They are little bumps, like dry skin bumps, usually in the in th on the outer part of both upper arms, and they those can also be found on the elbows and on the knees. Um, so skin changes are very big. Nail changes. The nails get brittle. Um, they they split. Um, and then uh, people gain weight, so um, weight, weight gain can be seen all over the body and mainly in the midsection. Um, and um, people also feel uh, mental fog and they can't think properly, they, they, they feel tired, no energy, no sex drive, and uh, I mean, and those can also eventually lead to other uh, conditions uh, like carpal tunnel syndrome and uh, um, 
and possibly gout. I mean, uh, not not uh, all the time, but uh, there are some conditions that result from thyroid uh, dysfunction. I, I find it interesting too when people eat a lot of carrots and they can't convert uh, the beta carotene, you know, properly. So their their hands turn orange and they think, oh, I've just been eating too much carrots. No, you just don't have enough thyroid uh, support, and you need to look into getting some laboratory tests to evaluate. Isn't this uh, one of the the signs of uh, low thyroid? Yes, yes. And when you uh, want your thyroid checked, uh, if you go to traditional doctors who don't do anti-aging or integrative medicine, you get only the TSH done. Uh, TSH is not enough. Thyroid stimulating thyroid hormone, correct? Thyroid stimulating hormone, yes. Um, I mean, if it's normal, it's good, but that doesn't tell you the whole story. You have to check your free T3, the free T4. You have to check your thyroid antibodies to see if you have the autoimmune thyroid problem, which happens from inflammation and overactivity of your immune system. And you mentioned the antibodies, and there's a reverse T3, I believe yes, it is, correct? reverse T3 also. When, uh, when the adrenals are not working well, what the body does is it stores the T3. Uh, it stores it as reverse T3, so it becomes inactive, but the body stores it as uh, part of uh, just trying to keep things so uh, at times uh, of severe deficiency maybe the body can use it at the time yeah and for myself my journey into understanding thyroid began uh, after i had become a plant-based whole food interventionist lifestyle medicine doctor uh, but tragically, when the birth of my son uh, 27 years ago, uh, we found out that his mother had hyperthyroidism, too, too much of a thyroid production. And, but I could tell she I os I oscillated between too high, too low. She would get palpitations. She would uh, stay up all night and be so hot and, and turn on the air conditioner everywhere. And so we would go through these things. And then the doctor said, you know, her birth was a, a, a high risk. And when she gave birth, it was four days of labor, and they induced labor. And at the end, uh, we were told to go home, that you know she would be fine. And then she had some swelling in her legs and feet. And I uh, took her back uh, to see the specialist. The specialist wasn't there Sunday. We, we had to schedule the next day or two. And then uh, four days later, on Thanksgiving morning, she died. And so for myself, Thyroid uh, is a situation that for me and, and people listening is life and death, uh, particularly in a high-risk situation, but people can have what's called endocrine disruptors. It can more or less cause a type of autoimmune condition, a hyperthyroidism as well, right? Yes, uh, hyperthyroidism and hypothyroidism can be autoimmune problems because secondary to like uh, insecticides, pesticides, all kinds of uh, um, uh, like uh, uh, chemicals that uh, you are exposed to, pollution and all of that. Any kind of inflammation can affect your all all your endocrine glands. So. Uh, and the thyroid uh, gets affected and, and become um, uh, low in two different ways. One is iodine deficiency can cause uh, primary thyroid dysfunction because the thyroid, the T3 and T4, 
uh, have iodine molecules and the three and the four, the numbers are the number of iodine molecules in the hormones that is produced. And uh, uh, so the thyroid, if, if there's not enough iodine, it cannot produce T3 and T4. Um, and so that's primary thyroid dysfunction. Secondary thyroid dysfunction is when uh, the T4 does not convert to T3. T3 is the active thyroid hormone. And in the kidneys and liver, the T4 gets converted to T3. But uh, there are some uh, nutritional uh, 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 supplements uh, that are needed like selenium and zinc and others uh, L-tyrosine uh, these are important in the conversion of T3 T4 to T3 so if T4 does not convert to T3 then uh, it becomes uh, secondary thyroid dysfunction and we call those people poor converters Okay, so it's very important then that people understand not only iodine, trace minerals, uh, a full spectrum of whole food eating, adrenal support. Uh, Alex is asking a question, are there any peptides being researched to help thyroid? So that that's a lot of work now going on with, with peptides. And of course, any uh, peptide that tends to be more or less anabolic, if you will, can uh, set the stage for the relationship to adrenals, which is more of the catabolic phase. So, and of course, the adrenals are very much directly related to thyroid function too, isn't Correct. it? Correct. Yes. If your adrenal glands are not working well, you cannot fix your thyroid until you fix your adrenal. So it's very important that you take adrenal support um, uh, supplements uh, to help your adrenals to recover and then your thyroid will be able to normalize. Right, and uh, Mr. E is asking, uh, there's talk about polyunsaturated fats interfering with thyroid. Uh, what, what is going on with excess fats and is there interference with thyroid of, of any type, particularly, I guess he's talking about the separated oils of polyunsaturated fats. Well, I mean, fat causes inflammation. Too much fat causes inflammation. Inflammation uh, is a f uh, hormone disruptor, and it affects all, all of your glands. And uh, um, so I think that's the, main, uh, that's the main mechanism. Yeah. So when we're looking at hormonal balance, it, it, more and more research is coming in literally on a daily basis, a, a monthly basis. We pour through the medical journals. We have teams of educators and scientists. And so what I find quite often is that people have these symptoms. And as you mentioned, a traditional doctor, if he says, look, we did a thyroid panel, everything came back normal. Your TSH is normal. The problem is they rarely, for whatever reason, have been trained to test for free T3. And some of the top endocrinologists, Dr. Edwin Lee, Dr. Terry Hertog, uh, these doctors have written about and spoken about the early science of monitoring thyroid. So if you leave these tests out, sure, a person's going to be told they're normal, but they're not right. normal, they're, especially if they have symptoms. Treat the patient. Don't just treat the lab level, right? Right, right, correct, yes. Uh, treat the patient with thyroid. Uh, you treat the patient uh, according to their symptoms, but also most doctors will look at the level of, even if they did free T3, free T4, there um. is, it's a wide range. So if it's in the low range of normal it still is low you need to make it optimum so you go 
closer to the high normal range, and that's when you become, when you have uh, optimal thyroid function. So, yes, uh, I mean, one test doesn't uh, fix it. You have to look at the whole panel uh, of TSH and the T3, T4, and the, and the antibodies, and make sure they they are in the optimal range, not in the low normal range. That, that, is, that is so true because I've noticed that uh, when my clients and myself, when we have our lab levels and it looks like it's, quote, in the normal range, even for free T3, the symptoms are still there. The cold hands and feet, the fatigue, you know, the low sex drive, you know, the, the, the aging skin, uh, slow hair growth. I mean, that, that, those are classic symptoms. And, and yet if you if you intervene and you support and in some cases i have a question could we use say iodine at milligram dosages the way dr david brownstein talks about he he states at microgram one thousandths which is in a normal vitamin mineral supplement these one a days there's nowhere near the amount because you have to offset bromides halloids in the environment things that are shall we say uh thyroid or endocrine disruptors so what are we doing about iodine specifically and then we'll talk about the glandulars um well, uh, about iodine, I mean, you take, uh, you supplement uh, with iodine and make sure it, it is uh, uh, a clean iodine. Uh, it's a good source of iodine. And then... Uh, like seaweed derivatives are good as well? Yeah, that's good. Seaweed derivatives are good. And uh, I mean, you, you check your levels after using it for a while and see, and you might need to increase the dose uh, uh, or decrease it, but... Uh, uh, I mean, iodine also protects against radioactivity. Um, so if there is any kind of nuclear explosions anywhere in the world, I mean, uh, it could come through uh, oceans and it could it could go everywhere. So uh, you can use... Like Fukushima, that's still pouring right. thousands of gallons into the ocean and, and polluting and dangerously infecting tuna and other carriers of, and it's an airborne molecule too. It's very light, so it can trans for uh, very long distances. So uh, this this risk, if you take iodine, it at least fills up the receptor sites in the thyroid gland, right. and you're at least somewhat protected from, from thyroid cancer. But right. y you think of Chernobyl, uh, what about the tragedy of Chernobyl and, and in, in Europe and how many millions of people developed cancer after, right? Right. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, uh, radioactivity, if your thyroid receptors are not saturated with iodine, then uh, you can uh, get the radioactivity into your thyroid, develop thyroid cancer later on, in addition to other cancers, but it's mainly uh, concentrated in the thyroid. So it might make sense to take iodine in milligram dosages as a protective factor, preventative, but also it's fairly easy to get iodine levels measured in the urine in the blood uh, we even have a simple test where you put a drop of iodine on the skin and um, it's a brown dark brown you know iodine color and if it disappears within hours uh, you're, you're so deficient because your body's just absorbing it fast but if it's there 24 hours later the same brown spot you probably have reached a saturation level that you, you have a, maybe potentially a good iodine level, even short of having to do a blood test or urine test. So iodine can be measured, and it's typically, uh, per se, in general terms, not toxic, but think about miso soup or seaweed. Traditionally, 
Asian cultures get somewhere between three and five milligrams of iodine a day. In the U.S., we don't get milligram dosages of iodine. We barely get any. Right. So, yeah. One, one thing about iodine is you have to check and make sure you don't have the autoimmune thyroid uh, disease because sometimes iodine could suppress your thyroid further if you take it with autoimmune thyroid disease. So you need to check your thyroid antibodies um, uh, when, when you check your thyroid. Good point. And we're asked, is iodized salt a reasonable source of iodine? Again, I, I don't believe they've added too much. And they've now gotten to the place where salt doesn't necessarily have iodine in it anymore. Right, right. So yeah, salt's not a no, reliable no, source. I mean, even if it has iodine, it's not enough at yeah. all. No. Yeah. If you go to docnutrients.com, there is a, a product... Uh, uh, thyro iodine and it's it's in milligram dosages quite frankly it's about 30 milligrams per capsule so oftentimes you can reach a saturation point within it took some of my clients including myself uh, li literally if, several months to to reach the levels that we were optimized and then we just used uh, the thyro iodine once, twice a week for maintenance to maintain the level. So you really should monitor it, know what you're doing, work with a qualified health educator, doctor that is trained in this area. And uh, which, which leads me to, to that, that point, Dr. Hanani, you, you've been working, as you mentioned, as an OBGYN with hormones, with females and with men, with testosterone replacement and adrenal, uh, certainly even peptides. You know, we, we talk about all of these natural interventions. I call them natural because when we say bioidentical, what exactly are we referring to as opposed to TRT, uh, uh, say testosterone hormone replacement versus BHRT? What is the difference? What are we looking well, at? Well, bioidentical hormones are uh, hormones that are biologically identical to what our bodies produce. So our bodies have receptors for bioidentical hormones. When you uh, use synthetic hormones, they don't fit on the receptor sites well, so they don't give you the results that you want, but they also could cause, eventually could cause DNA damage and, and mitochondrial dysfunction and even could lead to cancer and other diseases. So it's very important that uh, we use bioidentical hormones because our bodies have have uh, have been uh, exposed to them and they fit well on the receptor sites. So you brought up a point of DNA damage. We have uh, created DNA protector, which is a methyl donor, MSM, TMG, DMG, phosphatidylserine, methylcobalamin. Are these important agents to work in conjunction with balancing out not just, say, estrogen dominance, but as you mentioned, potential to protect from potential uh, DNA damage in the relationship to the exposures we have in the environment and even intervening with, say, synthetic hormones or even bioidentical. How important are methyl donors? Methyl donors are very important because they do neutralize uh, um, uh, potent chemicals that can be very harmful to the body, and they help the body to uh, get rid of those uh, um, methylated products after methylation and uh, so the body gets rid of them by urination by bowel movements and by sweating and all all kinds of methods uh, just to get rid of toxic uh, uh, chemicals that our bodies are exposed to all the time 
Um, so a lot of uh, people also have uh, the MTHFR mutation and those cannot um, uh, methylate and they cannot detoxify um, most of the chemicals. So it's very important that we take uh, the uh, one of the methyl uh, supplements or a combination of and uh, I think the products you have, um, yeah, I mean contain multiple of those. Well, I know you take uh, many of the products, and it's interesting when you're talking about uh, the products created for doctorsdocnutrients.com, but you really have to look at the quality of the products produced in a GMP quality laboratory, pharmaceutical grade, that they meet the standards uh, that uh, a year from now, the nutrient quality still exists, that uh, you can depend on these products. But more importantly, I think when we're talking about this great, uh, issue of thyroid deficiency and so many people are uh, in brain fog you mentioned and mental clarity and and it could just be that they need to optimize their thyroid level it could be that simple yes i mean definitely um i mean that and um, as i said there are so many causes that cause these uh, these problems so in addition to optimizing thyroid you have to find out i mean other things why did you develop this i mean uh, oh, yeah. you have to find the reason why you develop a problem i mean symptoms are you cannot just treat symptoms you have to find out what is the cause of your problem so sometimes there is uh, additional testing uh, um, sometimes it takes a few weeks to find out the results but it is worth it because uh, at the and when you take the right supplements, when you know what's going on exactly with you and why you developed uh, these problems, then you will be happy when you take the, the right uh, supplements and uh, become nutritionally and hormonally uh, sound. And gut health, thats that affects uh, our hormones, right? So right. when we look at sleep, gut health, we look at the, the food intake, the nutrient density of the foods, the supplements you take, uh, the quality of your relationships, uh, being happy and learning how to deal with stress in these unbelievably stressful times. So I'm, I'm thinking in terms of this, this virus that's running rampant, isn't it important to have optimized thyroid and adrenal function to be able to uh, deal with the, the risk of infectious diseases, particularly flus, colds, and bronchitis, uh, asthma, all these uh, conditions? Yes, of course. I mean, first, uh, uh, thyroid, adrenals, I mean, affect your immune system. So uh, if you want to have good immune system, uh, yes, you have to make sure that uh, both uh, and all your uh, all your endocrine glands are working fine. But uh, the gut... Uh, can cause, I mean, if gut is not healthy, if you have leaky gut or if you have some uh, problems with the lining of uh, of your uh, uh, stomach and uh, small intestine, I mean, you can be taking all the most expensive, better supplements, but if you don't absorb them, if you have a lot of inflammation in the lining of the gut, uh, you, you will not absorb them. They will go through you and you will be wasting your money and wasting your time and your health. 
Yeah. So uh, when I wrote the book, Blood Doesn't Lie, I looked at all aspects of the immune system, supplementation, your ability to engage in exercise and fully uh, live a life that is one of, of great health. I mean, I think about look great, feel great, reach your ideal body weight and uh, clear skin and uh, really loving life. So if you're depressed, uh, could this be a, re a relationship to depressed uh, hormone levels or hormonal imbalances? Yes, yes, of course. Hormonal imbalances cause depression. Um, uh, also, like uh, heavy metal toxicities can cause depression, but hormonal imbalances definitely they affect uh, your mood. They affect the uh, neurotransmitters in the brain. They affect yeah the messaging between your glands, your cells, and the brain. So uh, and uh, then depression can get worse and worse, and uh, that's why th thyroid dysfunction definitely causes depression. And uh, everybody who comes to me with who is depressed, they get full thyroid uh, function testing. Hey guys, I gotta tell you, the new coaching program has come out and we're excited about the coaching program because the coaching program is at nickdelgado.com. We'd love to help to guide you, to coach you on your health journey. And now you can apply for the special coaching program. And you can also get our special book, Immune Rejuvenation. Just leave your name and email, and you're going to get one of the best books written on this whole subject. We are excited to know, Anne, and I got to tell you that, you know, the whole idea of immune rejuvenation has come. <music>